I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of All Angles. It is your football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown and guys, we're going to talk week four. We're already one game into the books. We head into Sunday looking at the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, this is an early game. It's over it's uh, overseas. It's 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific. So be sure if you are playing any sort of contests or whatever it may be, if you just want to bet this thing, make sure you are up and going early on Sunday morning. We're sitting three right now in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 43 is your prevailing total. And right off the bat, I have this one in the account. Jags at three. If you look at this, Trevor Lawrence is actually the second highest graded quarterback in the NFL through three weeks, according to Pro Football Focus, behind only Tua. He is second in the league in big-time throws. It's just been very bad turnover luck. They have, and they've been very inept in the red zone. But these are all things that can get that can get fixed, right? There will be some positive regression, certainly on the drop balls. Most dropped balls by Trevor Lawrence's receivers in the NFL, nine of them, nine drop balls by his receivers so far. That's just insanity. If you look at the Falcons. Falcons have been bad on defense. I mean, bad on offense. They've been horrible on offense, actually. Desmond Ritter, there are 34 quarterbacks that qualify to be graded at Pro Football Focus. Desmond Ritter is 33rd of 34. He leads the league in turnover-worthy plays. He holds on to the ball too long, so he's been sacked 12 times already. 
And Jacksonville has an awesome run defense, which is what the Falcons want to do. They're only allowing 3.1 yards per carry this season to running backs are the Jags. So they're going to force Desmond Ritter. They're going to force Desmond Ritter to have to pass. And this is a situation we want to be in. This is good for us as Jag betters. Get after it, Desmond Ritter, through the air. It's not going to happen. And listen, this is me not holding a grudge, right? Because the Jags knocked me out of Survivor last week. Still backing them this week at three. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Houston Texans. This is sitting two and a half to three in favor of the Steelers on the road against the Texans. This had gotten under the three, and people realized, hey, what are we doing here? And now it's popped back to three at the majority of the books out there. 42 is your total. Texans kind of the hot team to talk about this week after winning last week against the Jags. CJ Strouds look great. There's no doubt about it. I think this is priced appropriately. I think you could make a case for the Steelers at two and a half. I think you can make a case for the Texans at three. Anytime that's the situation, I'm going to just pass. I am going to evaluate the hell out of this game, however, because I do want to know what I'm dealing with moving forward with these two teams. Uh, are the Steelers going to find any sort of offense, uh, offensive consistency? And are the Texans actually spunky? Let's call them spunky. Are they actually spunky? That's what I want to know. So while I don't have a bet in this one, I certainly am going to watch this thing. I will say this, there is at least a prop bet that is dangling out there, and that is pass attempts for C.J. Stroud because, listen, they are not easing him in at all. C.J. Stroud has come out firing the ball, and this is a dude that I thought maybe with the lack of weapons, with you know being a rookie, all that stuff, that they'd kind of try to ease him into the playbook. We'd see just a ton of Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce has been so incredibly ineffective so far that they've just been cutting C.J. Stroud loose. And so there is that, at least, that somewhat is lingering out there for me, which I, like I said, could possibly end up in my account at, at some point would just be the pass attempts on uh, C.J. Stroud because we do have a dude that is going out there and throwing the ball a ton. So something to think about if you're looking for if you're looking for a way to get some exposure into this game without actually having to play a side or a total. Um, C.J. Stroud pass attempts. As we head on, and we're looking at a, an, another game here that is just so tightly lined. The Rams and the Colts. Colts are sitting. It's anywhere from a pick em to a point in favor of the Colts. 45 and a half is your total in this one. If you take a look at what the Rams have brought to the table so far, I thought the Rams were going to be absolutely putrid. So I will say this. I thought the Rams were going to be horrible. That said, they have found these, what should I say, unheralded receivers that have actually been okay for them so far. Tutu Atwell was always going to be, I thought, like a fine number three, like high-end number three, low-end number two type guy. But that has not been the case. He, you know, Tutu Atwell's been good. Puka Nakua's been good. We know this. We know this about the Colts here. The Colts are going to trot back out Anthony Richardson this week. He did clear concussion protocol. And if you believe what they say, they say they're not going to have any restrictions on him. They say Anthony Richardson's going to be a full go. If that's the case, 
listen, Anthony Richardson, anytime touchdowns is, is going to be a thing. He is their goal line back. And I can tell you this about Anthony Richardson. If you think that they're going to be able to score a couple of times, if you think Anthony Richardson is really and truly, if we believe what they're telling us that Anthony Richardson is not going to be held back at all, you can actually get, if you wanted a little bit juicier of a ticket in your account, you can get score two, two touchdowns at seven to one. So there's a seven to one on score two plus touchdowns for Anthony Richardson. So something you could put in the account in this one. I think this is a coin flip just like it's lined. Going to be looking at props. Not going to be looking at this thing from a side or total. Minnesota Vikings and the Carolina Panthers. This is a game in which I have in my account. This has moved all the way out to four and a half now. There's one four left in the market as of the recording of this. Can't tell you if it's still going to be there. I get the Vikings on the opener at three. I'm going to tell you guys I would still bet it at four. Um, this Carolina Panthers team is going to go with Bryce Young. And I think Bryce Young's going to be a fine quarterback at some point. He just doesn't have any weapons around him right now. Like there's just nobody out there creating any separation, making it very tough for Bryce Young. And we talk about regression. We knew that the Vikings weren't going to just win every single one of these one score games, but like there, there's regression. And then there's whatever in the hell has gone on with the Vikings so far this year, nine turnovers through three games, seven of which are lost fumbles. So it's not like Kirk Cousins is being all crazy with the ball, throwing picks all over the place. No, they've lost seven fumbles through three games. But if you look at the advanced statistics, this offense is fifth graded offense overall by pro football focus. It's ninth in success rate, 13th in EPA per play. It's not the offense that's a problem. It's just bad turnover luck so far. And if you look, the defense is what the defense is. You just know what Flores is going to do. You have to deal with it. You know that he is going to blitz and blitz a ton. They blitz on 66% of plays so far this year. They're not getting home a ton. They've only got six sacks. The pressure rate is 23rd in the league. So that's not great. But they are going to go after Bryce Young. And what can Bryce Young do with this, with this receiving core that's just not very good? So I actually think it might work in this game for them. And we thought that this defense for the for the Panthers was going to be something that we could kind of hang our hat on that we knew we would get from them every single week. And that hasn't been the case either. If you look at the advanced stats, they're in the bottom 10-ish, 10-12 in just about every single advanced statistical category on the defensive side of the ball. So the defense hasn't, hasn't been good either. I think this Vikings offense will thrive against this defense. And I think as long as we don't have, again, some crazy fluke stuff like we've had so far through the first three weeks, Vikings are going to get this done. I might even consider an alt line on the Vikings. That's how confident I am that the Vikings win this game. Tampa Bay Bucks, New Orleans Saints. This is sitting three, three and a half in favor of the Saints. 40 is your total. We're going to get Jameis Winston for the Saints, it looks like. Um, look, it came crashing back down to earth last week, did the Bucks. It was kind of expected. And if you look, it's about right, right? I mean, three at home with the Saints. Jameis Winston might actually, might actually kind of be good for this particular game because you get Alvin Kamara back, and maybe this is the game in which you can really go out there and exploit all of these weapons that you've got. Um, so I kind of look at this and say, hey, 
Jameis in any other situation, given you know, for me, Jameis is like not something I'm really jumping up and down about really ever to back, but Jameis might actually be the right guy for just this particular game where the Bucks have decided for whatever reason that they want to that they have decided that they want to run the ball in early downs. And it's just like, you've got to be, you got to be kidding me. It, it, like it makes no sense whatsoever. And instead, Hey, that's where we're at. It'd be a saints or pass, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pass. As far as the total goes, this thing's either going to go way under or way over. Uh, like it's, it's either Jameis and Baker get into a, a ridiculous shootout in this thing somehow, or both of these offenses look like complete garbage. When that's the case, I typically pass on it, but maybe you have a little bit more conviction than me as to which which scenario is likely to to happen. Washington Commanders and Philadelphia Eagles, your teaser leg special of the week. There are still eight and a halfs available out there for the Eagles, getting this down to under a field goal against this very, very poor Commanders team is exactly where you want to be. 43, 43 and a half is your total. We saw what what Washington is on the offensive side of the ball. You have Sam Howell, who I don't will find out whether it's the offensive line, whether he's holding the ball too long, or whether it's just a combination of both. But this dude is getting sacked and hit and pressured left and right. It's been it's been ridiculous for him so far. And by the way, here come the Eagles. <laughs> like it's not going to get any easier at all. Eagles in consideration for any of you in you know still in Survivor, which by the way. Praise be to you if you've made it this far. Um, there's certainly a consideration this week. This is a – the Eagles look like the Eagles again. Like They looked like the Eagles again last week. They're getting, a, they're getting a little bit healthier as well. These offensive and defensive coordinators are probably getting a little bit more familiar with the team. you got to think about that too, right? So, Eagles – Eagles really good, really good play here um, from a teaser leg perspective. It would certainly either be laying it or pass with them too. Miami Dolphins, Buffalo Bills, the game of the week and a game that I don't want anything to do with from a betting standpoint, two and a half to three in favor of the Bills at home. 53 and a half is your total. You guys know I've been as, if you listen to any of the content we've done, I've been as high on the Dolphins as a person can be heading into this season and of course already so far this year. That said, this is strength on strength. Who wins? I don't know. And look, the the Dolphins pass offense against a Bills pass defense, two strengths. Who wins? Is it, you know, do we give any sort of anything to them being at home, to, to the Bills being at home? I mean, there's just so much going on in this game. I can't get there on either side. The good number on the over's gone, so you can't really play that either. But this is just a, this is, the game of the week. Can't wait to watch it, but don't want to bet it. Bengals and the Titans. This is sitting two and a half in favor of Cincinnati. 41 is your total. Look, I don't have it in the account quite yet, but I guess I'm probably just going to have to pull the trigger on Cincinnati. I mean, if we're getting full practices from Joe Burrow, we're getting no trailing Burks, by the way, who's ruled out for the Titans. Titans offense has looked like complete and utter trash so far this year. Derrick Henry getting his t- his touches reduced, which by the way, that's another angle in this game is under on Derrick Henry yardage because if you believe Cincinnati could actually 
do what they want to do in this game, if you believe that they can actually play well, then that is even that is even more reason to go under on Derrick Henry because he's losing snaps as it is anyway right now, and then he is certainly not the pass catching back for this team where if you're playing catch up, you're having to pass all over the place. So I guess, I guess whatever fall for the banana in the tailpipe, I guess for me was Cincinnati. If it comes down to it, Ravens and the Browns, this was one of the first bets I put into my account this week and the numbers gone against me. I have Browns minus two. You can find minus one and a half out there. 39, 39 and a half is your total. This injury report for the Ravens is not great, which is what I was banking on. The fact that they were missing so many guys last week that even if it looked a little bit better for them, that it was still going to be bad, if that makes sense. Like it was it was so it was so bad that even if it looked better, it was still going to be bad. And that's kind of what we have. That's kind of what we ran into here with this. Because if you take a look, Rashad Bateman is out. Odell Beckham is out. Marlon Humphrey is out. Ajabo is out. Owe is out. Ronnie Stanley is doubtful. So I don't really understand the Raven money given this injury report. So I don't I don't really understand what people are are latching onto here. You are without a tackle, two linebackers, two starting wideouts. I mean, you know, the Linderbaum's still questionable, as is Marcus Williams, as is Cal Hamilton. So it's no it's no guarantee that they're gonna go. The only thing I think that is lingering out there is that. Deshaun Watson's listed as questionable. He apparently was limited throwing the ball this week. And then the one thing that I can say about that is Mary Kay Cabot is one of the best beat writers that's out there. She is really, really, really in tune with what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. And she said she talked to him and he said he's fine. He's going to play. Now, it might not ultimately be up to Deshaun Watson. And so there is that at least. But he's the only one listed with a with a game status. Everyone else is is good to go for this Cleveland Browns team. Give me the Browns and this defense, which, by the way, number one DVOA, number two by pro football focus, number one in EPA per play allowed, number one success rate against, third highest pressure rate in the league while only blitzing its 16th highest rate. And Lamar has been absolute garbage against against pressure so far this year. Dead last in EPA per play under pressure is Lamar Jackson in this small sample size here in this season. So even if Deshaun Watson is limited a little bit in this game, the Ravens are going to have a very tough time scoring the football. And so I don't think that the Browns are going to have to do very much on the offensive side in order to kind of cover this. Like I said, I have the worst of the number. There are one and a halfs available out there for this thing. Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears. Good on you if you want to play this game. Maybe it's a contest play. You know, and you're just and you just are fading the Bears because of all of everything that's going on there and how terrible everything is. And and I, if you want to go that route, that's fine, I guess. If you want to put this in your account, I would just tell you, you know, maybe just start drinking earlier or something. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why you would want to watch the Broncos and Bears. I don't know why you'd want to have a bet in your account on this thing. The funny thing is, is like the forty six and a half probably is too low because like 
with the defenses that these two teams are putting out on the field, even as bad as everything has been for the Bears, the Broncos actually have moved the ball fairly efficiently on offense. They just haven't scored very many points. So so they're going to move the ball in Chicago. Like, they're going to move the ball. It's just, can they actually convert moving the ball? And so, I mean, it's like, if anything, I'd play an over. I can't even believe I'm saying that. But if anything, I'd play an over in this game. Raiders and the Chargers. This is Chargers sitting at four and a half or five right now. I have the Chargers in my account at four. I would still play it at four and a half. I'd still play it at five. I'd still play it at five and a half. Jimmy Garoppolo is currently listed as questionable. If he can't clear the concussion protocol, Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell is who is going to be out there for this team. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what are you what are you going to say about all that? I mean, it's you, we've seen enough of Brian Hoyer. Aiden O'Connell was like third. I think it was overall in college football and turnover worthy plays his final season in college. Like it, it, there was just a lot going on there. Max Crosby for the Raiders also was was limited on Wednesday, then DNP'd on Thursday and then limited on Friday. So it's no it's not for certain that he's even going to go in this game for the Raiders. So there's that that they're dealing with too. So anyway, it's the Chargers offense has been phenomenal. Like I I know it isn't this high flying offense that we thought it was going to be with Kellen Moore, but they've just been very, very efficient. If you look at Herbert, he's second to only Tua in pass EPA this season. I do understand that the loss of Mike Williams is big, but Josh Palmer, if you guys are, if you're a football fan, you know, they played a lot of game. They played a lot of snaps and a lot of games without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen over the last few seasons. And Josh Palmer has fit has filled in pretty admirably. And of course, they did go out and draft Quentin Johnston as well. And maybe they're just going to have to speed up his ascension into this offense. But that's what we're looking at here in this one. Give me the Chargers. Give me the Chargers to really, really prove how poor this. Uh, how poor this Raiders team is. And I don't care if it is Jimmy Garoppolo that goes, to be to be honest with you, if you're wondering whether I care about the bet. Patriots and Cowboys, this is now six, six and a half in favor of the Cowboys. All the sevens that were out there got gobbled up. People were back in this Patriots team against the Cowboys. Cowboys go out and lose to Arizona Cardinals. Um, and the Patriots didn't look really great winning against the Jets. If that tells you anything about kind of how this game is viewed by the public out there, people are a little bit a little bit squeamish about this Cowboys team and I kind of don't blame them I mean we didn't really know much about the Cowboys anyway because of the opponents and the game scripts and things that had happened for them leading into that game last week and then they just kind of got punched in the mouth right from the get-go and then couldn't do anything and so it makes you wonder right like I I don't know I'm gonna sit back and watch this game and I have to be willing to change my opinion on the Patriots too, depending on what we see from them in this game. I, I thought the Patriots were going to be very bad, but um, that might not be the case. So an evaluation game for me, not a game that I'm going to put in the account. Arizona Cardinals in the 49ers. Here's your survivor play of the week. If you're in a smaller pool, if you're not trying, you know, if there's only a handful of people left, you don't have to get cute here. This is, this is where you're going with this or 14 point favorites. It's a game that they're going to win. Like they're, they're going to win this game. Are they going to cover it? 
who knows, right? At 14, it's a pass for me. I think what might end up happening is as this game gets closer, people see that 14 and start betting the Cardinals. And if, if this thing makes it down to 13, I might put a small play in on the 49ers. This this is just the the smash spot of all smash spots here for, for this team. You get the Cardinals that are coming off of what base, I mean might be like their their Super Bowl win of the year, you know. And and you you get a Niners team that's just so incredibly complete. And especially on the uh especially on the defensive side of the ball. So hopefully a 13 pops. If that's the case, we're gonna we're gonna throw it in the account. Chiefs and the Jets on Monday, uh, on a Sunday night football. It is the Chiefs. This is your other le- this is your other half of the of the teaser that we were talking about with the uh, Eagles a little bit earlier. You're taking the Chiefs down to two and a half here under the field goal against the Jets. Forty one and a half is your total. I don't necessarily love eight and a half nine in laying it with the Chiefs, even as bad as the Jets' offense is. This defense is still good. And the Chiefs offense, like, let's be for real, it has, it is, it has looked really good at times, and at other times, it has kind of stalled. It has kind of just been there. It's just been around. So, for me, teaser leg is where you're going to play this thing. I think an underlook is also fairly decent. The Chiefs defense, I don't know if you guys have paid attention, is actually really, really good this year. So certainly something you want to to pay attention to in that one as well. Chiefs defense is a little bit underrated, I think, by the market out there. The other angle in that in that Commanders Eagles game, if you do want to look at, I think there is at least uh, going kind of sc- going back to that game in which we were saying, okay, that's the that's the teaser pairing here with the Chiefs in that Commanders Eagles game too. If you believe that the Eagles are going to dominate, which I, I think the Eagles are going to dominate, you could also have an underlook in that one. Because the Eagles play slower and they run it way more whenever they're up in games. And so that is something to look at with that one as well. Uh, A decent little underlook on the Commanders and Eagles. Guys, I'll be back for a full Monday night preview here on the podcast. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Do appreciate the support. If you want to give a five star, I would also appreciate that. And even a comment in there helps more people find this podcast and hopefully we're making some money for everybody along the way. VEASAN.com, if you want to become a subscriber, if you want to see the video feeds of all the things that are going on out there, uh, VEASAN.com slash subscribe as well. You can use promo code HANDLE and you get a big discount for anything that you want to put into your account over there. Guys, good luck on all your bets here in week number four. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.